Welcome to the Life Science Marketing Society podcast, bringing you best practices, advice and insight from marketing experts from across the life science industry and beyond. To get more insight from the Life Science Marketing Society, please visit www.lifesciencemarketingsociety.org and grab your free membership. Good morning, afternoon, and or evening. Welcome to the Life Science Marketing Society podcast. I'm Harrison Wright. And I'm Nick Oswald. And today we're going to be discussing the Life Science Marketing Society presentation from Christine Slocum of Clarity Quest. And she was talking about marketing automation across the customer journey. Harrison, what did you get out of that presentation from Christine? You know, what What didn't I get out of it, Nick? I, do, I don't think I can summarize that in in one sentence. So... I think I'll just pick a piece by piece and we can talk about it. Sure. And this isn't overall message from the whole thing, but one little thing that Chris mentioned almost in passing, but that I, I thought was quite key was the concept of progressive profiling. And I, I don't know if I think that's particularly key because uh, of all the things that Chris talked about in the presentation, it's the most important, but it's, it's certainly something I wasn't familiar with before. And I haven't heard many other people talking about either. And the the upshot of progressive profiling is where when you get opt-ins from, from your customers, when they opt to become leads, whether it's through a sign-up form or a webinar registration or what have you, rather than taking the either-or approach of either you just get their name and email address at the low end or you get everything about them on the other end with this massive intake form, you progressively get more data on them over time. So when they first sign up, you might just get their name and email address and, and maybe their company. And then the next time you interact with them and they, they opt in for something, you take the size of their company or what their role is in the company and, and so on and so on. So you build up an accurate picture over time, but you don't put them off from submitting their information because I'm assuming most people are aware of this, but the more the more fields you put into an opt-in form, the, the less conversions that you'll get. But if you're progressively profiling them by using lots of little forms over time, you can get that volume of data, but it doesn't put the customer off. I pick that up as something that's a small tweak that could have a major impact. Sure, because often people we talk to who are doing webinars or, or whatever, they think, well, we need all of this information about a lead for it to be useful. And so we need to ask for all of this in the webinar form, for example. We advise always that that greatly impacts the attendance and registration for the webinar. So it's best to ask for the minimum amount of data in the first instance and, and then build it from there. If you are asking for a ton of information for the initial sign-up, going back to peering that back to name and email address to begin with and then implementing a system where you, you build up the information after that, it'll greatly amount, uh, increase the amount of uh, leads you capture, I would imagine. Well, not I'd imagine, yeah. I know. <laughs> exactly, and I think it leads well into a, a broader point here as well, which is that the whole purpose of marketing automation is to build a relationship and a connection and exchange with a prospective customer or, or existing customer over a period of time. And it's not a case of, okay, let's, let's go out and find us some leads now. Right, we've got some leads. Let's send them all to sales. It's about building, nurturing, Nurturing the garden, if you like. I, I can't think of the phrase that you'd normally use, but it's it's tending the garden rather than, you know, going out there trying to find whoever's ready to buy right now. And if you're engaging in progressive profiling, you would have to be doing that as part of a 
uh, an overall long-term strategy to nurture prospects. Uh, so do, do you have any thoughts on the nurturing side, Nick? Yeah, I mean, this goes back to what we talked about in the last podcast about Marina Hopp's presentation, where she was talking, amongst other things, about branding and about building, slowly building the brand image with each lead, if you like, and that being a kind of building the emotion to, emotional case, if you like, for the company and that driving product marketing. And this is the same sort of idea. We, we mentioned that the parallel between brand building and you building your, if you want to put it crudely, your own, your personal brand in your personal life. You make sure that you do, you give out more than you take back, essentially, or at least you give out before you take back in your own, in your personal life. And you're always looking to see how you can help people and how you can be nice to people and how you can wow people. And that kind of builds, builds your own personal brand. It's the same with the branding. And again, it's the same with this whole nurturing approach to, you know, taking an initial lead before they're a lead, taking an initial touch point with a, a scientist through to a lead and then through to someone who actually wants to buy with you. And it can be a long process and at least you should look to be playing the long game. And the mar- and marketing automation, as Christine pointed out, is is an approach you can take to build a system that does that so that you just set it up and it runs and you're not having to pay attention to individuals, if you like. You just set up the system, people go on one end, they get all of these different paths, they're taking down all these different pathways and they pop out as qualified leads at the other end. And that's a world away from just grabbing a list of leads and sending them all to sales, which Christine quoted the remarkable statistic that 61% of marketers send every lead that they capture to sales, really kind of uh, passing the load off onto the, the sales team and going to really, really reduce their effectiveness, I would have thought. It's, to me, it's really about meeting people where they are. So having a sales background myself and having taken an interest in marketing in recent years, I remember only 10 years ago, things were very different. And I, I used to track all, all my numbers. And it used to be the case that roughly for every three people you called, as in cold calling, you'd get hold of one. Nowadays, it's you know, that's easily more like a 10 to 1 ratio, if not worse. And it seems to get more so every year. And what that tells me, along with what everyone talks about in the marketing world, is that with the internet, with new ways that people can get information, with the, the interconnected world, uh, people can get everything they need at their leisure on their time frame. They don't need us anymore in sales to, to give them information, not until they're very deeply invested in in whatever it is they're considering already because yes there's always someone that's going to provide that information to them for free online yeah and so I mean, i'm not saying anything that we don't already know here but what's important to me is when people aren't investing in marketing automation and they're sending all the leads to sales they're taking some steps towards playing in the world that we live in now but they're not going the whole route because they're still using the old outbound sales methodology but just with this extra addition of making some efforts to get leads on the front end but they're not developing those leads and what should be the role of marketing i.e to to nurture those leads and and get them ready to have that sales conversation um that's that's being left to sales and and in today's world that's not the optimal way to do it sure the tools are available now and you have to use them and that kind of brings us into christine's presentation was about the buyer's journey 
and how you take a scientist from someone who's just, as she called it, in the universe of potential uh, customers for your company, how you take them from the, the beginning until the sale and then, you know, and then upselling and so on. And the stages that she mentioned were the initial attraction phase and nowadays that's mostly through Google searches, for example, making sure that you're found and your market are looking for solutions to their problems and their pain points in Google. And when they arrive on the article or whatever it is that you're providing, they see that you have something useful to say. And in that way, they get to know your brand a little. Then the next stage is to capture them and that's to offer them a, you know, a download or a webinar or something like that, something of further use to them to get them into your, uh, your system. And then the nurturing point that you know it's easy to see how that can all be automated and there's all sorts of different pathways you can take people on depending on how they act with modern uh, marketing automation systems and that's again that's that's where you start to get that world away from the bare set of uh, names and email addresses and sending that up to sales it's easy to see how that benefits the sales team and therefore how it'll benefit the bottom line for your company very much so I'm seeing an increasing level of awareness uh, about the subject lately, which to me can only be a positive thing. Yeah, uh, I think that it's one of these things where you get the early adopters and then everyone else starts catching up. I think we're probably we're past the early adopter stage. When we started Bite Size Bio, very few people were looking at that kind of the idea of getting out there and, as Christine called it, loving them up, you know, giving the free information to the market on the internet and uh, allowing them to find it and using that as the to break, build to fill your funnel essentially people weren't really looking at that at all and then uh, as we've seen more and more and more people flocking into this and really the patterns are changing in the industry as people kind of grapple with that and try to figure out how that changes their practices and so on and you know so these market not automation tools are not necessarily simple but the benefit that you get from adopting them is, is massive and it's it's really essential i like to think of it as using a magnet instead of a hammer the traditional sales approach is you, know, you go out looking for nails and, and you bring your hammer and you, you hammer down as many nails as you can yeah probably not the best site analogy i could use but it's the one that springs to mind and then the magnet is where you you build the the best possible magnet that has the best polarity is that how it works in magnetism and then uh, all the nails come to you and you figure out which ones you want and which ones are the right fit and that's that's the ideal otherwise you're just fighting with one hand behind your back the whole time yeah so it's something you mentioned earlier about that this is all about that middle ground between the lead cap it's not all about that but a big part of this is being the middle ground between the lead and the sale and what do you do to move a lead towards a sale and in that old paradigm what you do as an I've experienced as a scientist at the bench, I've experienced that where companies coming back and coming back and just using brute force to, to try and generate a sale. And I've also experienced companies who have just been there in my awareness and impressed me and built my confidence and brought it to the point where I went to see what they had to offer me in terms of products because they'd already given me a lot in terms of know-how and information and trust. Absolutely. And I've seen exactly the same thing from from both sides of the fence. I've had times where, and I think back on it now, and I, I look at these old processes where you know, I'd spent weeks or months on countless meetings trying to make a sale happen. And yes, in many cases, it did eventually happen. But then 
other things would occur where you had the right person at the right time in the right place who'd come through and initiated a conversation and a much more significant sale would occur within a fraction of the time and a fraction of the time investment as well not just the the length from initial contact through to the order you know when that happened i started thinking hmm maybe we should be thinking about how to attract and identify and filter those people rather than spending lots and lots of time looking for people and persuading them that might be a good idea and i think any company that can make that that mental switch uh, and execute will see a, a huge benefit yeah and we've we basically talked around the subject here today of marketing automation and how how it is the new paradigm and why it is the new paradigm. But if you go uh, onto the Life Science Marketing Society website and get your free membership, you can watch the full presentation from Christine, and you will get some more nuts and bolts ideas about how that is actually how a campaign like this is actually structured. And even if you're already doing this, if you're already doing marketing uh, automation. I think you will get something from Christine's presentation there. So go and check it out. Absolutely. It feels like an appropriate time to sign off, but I also have one word of caution from past experience and past observation in all of this, which is that if this is something that's completely new to you, if you think this sounds like a great idea and you, you want to build marketing automation and, and potentially a lot of other marketing processes around this from scratch, brilliant. But what I'd caution is how much do you already know about your customer's journey and the reason I ask that question is it can be very easy to make a huge number of assumptions about what the buyer's journey will look like about what kind of content will be appealing to which people at a certain time and then you can very easily spend you know an inordinate amount of time building out these workflows and processes and things that you've designed in your head but never tested in the real world so in in summary what I'm saying is if you don't already understand why customers buy, how you know what's important to them, how, how the sales process operates, if you're not operating with that data, it's unlikely you'll be able to make a program like this succeed. So in the early days, if, if say, for example, you're a relatively new company and you're just starting to hire sales reps, etc., maybe it makes sense to use the intelligence that you get from the salespeople out in the field or actively talk to customers and, and yeah, do things that don't scale, that you can't automate to figure out what that workflow looks like and how they, how they prefer to interact and what they need to know. And when you've got that data, you can build a marketing automation system that works. Yeah. And once you have that marketing automation system, obviously you can then A-B test the hell out of it and to continue to improve it as you go forward. So that's the power of these systems really. You have to get in there. You have to do it. <laughs> exactly. Well, as Nick said, the full presentation is available from the Life Science Marketing Society website, which is www.lifesciencemarketingsociety.org. You have to register to see it, but registration is and will always remain free. That's all from me. Nick, is there anything else you wanted to add? I'd just go and get in there, get into the Life Science Marketing Society and see everything else that we have on offer. There's all sorts of information from people who know their stuff. So we'll see you in there at lifesciencemarketingsociety.org. I've been Nick Oswald. And I'm Harrison Wright. Thanks very much for coming. To get more insight from the Life Science Marketing Society, please visit www.lifesciencemarketingsociety.org and grab your free membership.